Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert. Today here with Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you doing, Dr. Ravello? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. It's a Saturday. It is. Yes. And we are finally able to record in the same room, which has not happened for a very long time. It hasn't. The holidays have not been good for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery <laughs> Podcast. It's been a lot of Zoom calls. It's been a lot of Zooms. We've been in and out of town and holiday madness, but we're back. We're back to business and we are excited to be here. Awesome. Because we have a very important topic that comes up over and over again and over again. And over again. <laughs> <laughs> With our patients. They all want to know, after plastic surgery, when can I have sex? It's the most common question. And I can always see it coming. And it makes me giggle every time. Because I'll see them like at their post-op, you know, day seven or two weeks or whatever it is. And they're doing well. And like things are progressing well. And usually I'm like about to leave the room. And this yes. like funny look sort of totally. comes over their face. <laughs> and I know it's coming. And I'm just like, wait for it. Wait for it. And they're like, um, so... So my husband wants to know when we can have sex again. <laughs> totally. It's always that. It's always. My husband wants to know when can we have sex. And it, and it comes up in every procedure. Every procedure. And it's different for every procedure, by the way. It is. That is true. So let's start with the common procedures, the common operations that you might go, hmm, hmm. maybe sex isn't a good idea right now. Well, let's go top to bottom. All right. That's a good way to do it. Starting with facelift and rhinoplasty yes. and any other chin implants, things like that, your facial aesthetic surgery. Typically, I tell them to wait at least two weeks. At least two weeks. Just because there's going to be some moving around and some bumping and some, you know, movement that may or may not be good for a swollen face, fresh incisions, bruising. So after two weeks, your incisions are basically healed. The bruising has gone away. The swelling is starting to come down. So you're less likely to hurt anything in that immediate fresh post-op time period. Yeah, I, at least two weeks. Three is probably better, but I always say, look, don't go nuts. Yeah. You know, this is not the time to win awards on new ideas that you have. No. Let's let's go with something really basic and easy so that you don't shear your facelift flap. You don't cause your your cuz your nose will bleed. You can bleed 2 to 3 weeks after surgery for, after a rhinoplasty for sure. For sure. Well, another thing too is you don't want to bump your nose. Because you could That's definitely <laughs> break it in a way that it's not supposed to be broken because those yes. bones haven't healed in place yet. So nothing where you could potentially break your nose. So no positions that could put your nose in danger. Yeah. Do not try anything fancy. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the, after plastic surgery, you want stuff to heal. But we also get you want to have sex. We get it. Like, we get but, it. But this is probably one of those procedures out of all of them that we do. And if we're going to get really specific into the types of sex you can have, I would say maybe don't perform oral sex if you've just had a nose job. Because that's going to be a lot of Please. stuff <laughs> banging around your nose. <laughs> oh, man. For sure. So if, yeah. you want, if you want us to get really specific about what you can and can't do, yeah, don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. you got to be careful. You want to protect your operation. So... That and and I do say that I say, look, you got to just use common sense and don't do anything that's going to jeopardize your operation. We understand that sex is normal and natural, and we get it. But at the same time, please protect your operation. Please be careful. 
And then that brings us to the breasts. And this is the hardest one, I think, because people get really, really, really excited about their new breasts. And from a recovery standpoint, it's usually not that bad. A day or two of pain and after, you know, a couple days, certainly by a week from a pain standpoint, you're feeling okay. And people, again, are really excited about trying out these new breasts. I have a little story about that. Mm. I got the phone call after doing a breast augmentation at about two in the morning that there was a problem. Mm. And the problem was, well, doctor, the problem is that we were having sex and all of a sudden one of the breasts that you just did today started blowing up like a balloon. I was like, where in the (laughs) post-op instructions did it say to road test the breast augmentation the night of surgery? No, nowhere. No, No, it did not say that. Not a good idea. So anyway, they came in, drained the hematoma. I was like, dude, take it easy. I understand you paid for these and you're excited, but like they take need it to easy. heal. They need to heal. And there may be some consent issues because she's still under the effects of anesthesia. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> like, like, she is not in a position to make good judgments. Yeah, she's like got six Percocet in her. Like, no, this is not the time for this. Back off, buddy. <clears throat> so yeah, in terms of road testing the, the breast implants, I'm sort of uh, three weeks is great. I, sometimes it, I know it happens at two weeks, though. I can tell. And for sure, it happens at two weeks. Yeah, like, I no know. doubt it happens at two weeks. One week for sure. Two weeks if you are taking it light. Three weeks would, I be, would be ideal. And the way I sort of explain it to my patients is that I think of it as a light physical activity. So at the same time where I tell you, yes, you can now maybe start doing some incline walking on the treadmill or some light elliptical work, right. that's when you can start having sex. So think about it in the same way. Something that's going to be a little bit cardio, but nothing too intense. So when you're ready for that, then you're ready for that light sex. Yeah, I think that's the key. I mean, by six weeks, you can kind of go gangbusters. Six weeks, okay. you're fine. Like, yeah. Do your thing. Right, but the, you got to let it heal. You got to let it heal. And then that brings us to the tummy tuck. <laughs> I want to back up for one second oh, before sure. we do the sure, tummy sure, tuck. Sure, 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 Because I have a little story about a buckle fat excision that I did. Oh, okay. I'm going back to the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you would think with two big wounds in your mouth, mm-hmm. they're not that big. They're about a centimeter. So a buckle fat excision, which is a great operation, go in through the gums, the bite line, take out the buckle fat pads on each side, and you put some stitches in there, right? But it needs to heal. Yes. So I had a bleeding episode five days after surgery from oral sex after a buckle fat excision. And I was just like, but didn't you think like that's going to hurt or that it might disrupt the sutures or no, no, no. It's just like, well, you know, I felt okay. She felt good. And what could go wrong? (gasps) Bleeding like, It's just terrible. That's not sexy. So, so we cauterized it, put some stitches back in and I said, look, you have to like, Back off. You, like, think of something else. Other things that There's you other, can do. Like, do something else. Yes. Let this heal. Please yes. let it Keep heal. objects away from the inside of your mouth. Thank you. Now we can go to the abdominal plastic. Okay, now back to the abdominal Because this one's a little tricky. This one's, for sure, out of all of them, the one where it's probably going to take the longest. Because certainly that first week, you know, you're already going to be in a weird um, positional issues. Because I... I'm sure we all do. We tell our patients to walk bent over. When you're sleeping in bed, you have to be in a beach chair reclined position. And it hurts. We do a lot of work on the stomach muscles. A lot of liposuction everywhere. So there is a lot of stuff that's happening in the 
core of your abdomen and you're just not going to feel up to it for I would say a couple of weeks like you as the patient yeah. are not going to feel up to it for a couple of weeks no I could be wrong there may be some people out there that are up for it a lot earlier but that being said from a safety standpoint I would say at least three weeks and then it's super light yeah because you have sutures up and down your muscles of your abdomen and you, you gotta just think it through on you this gotta one. You gotta let those things heal on the inside. <laughs> let it heal. And the other thing too, and depending, you may have drains, which you know you certainly don't want to get entangled in those. And then the swelling factor. If you don't have drains in, and you start increasing your physical activity, you can create shear. You can create friction. All of that builds up fluid, and now you have a seroma that mm. has to be drained. So all of these things, you, it's. It's the, one of the hardest things to do is to be a patient when you feel fine, but you have to let your body heal internally before you can really get back to any of these things. Yeah, I mean, that, that abdominoplasty is a big one because it is, you know, and you're not going to rip the sutures out. It's going to feel that way. You know, if you pull, t- if you yeah. yank too hard on your abdominal wall, but I, I don't have, think you're going to tear them out. I have seen some hematomas that I think have come. Um, I had a patient tell me specifically, she's like, yeah, I was feeling pretty good. I was going up and down stairs and doing laundry at like two weeks or three weeks after her surgery. And sure enough, she came in with a lower abdominal hematoma. And we put interrupted sutures when we do those muscle plications. And so if one of those muscle plication sutures tears, it's going to create bleeding in the muscle. Yep. So you could have some delayed bleeding. Yeah. I mean, those things do happen because it's usually when you've overdone it yeah you've overexerted yourself and sex is definitely an overexertion in the first two to three weeks with an abdominoplasty for sure i would give that one at least three weeks and then you know, the other thing too is like we said there's different things you can do i've had some i remember this one lady she was she was great she must have been in her 50s or 60s and i can't remember what we had done it might have been a tummy tuck but we were at like the three four week mark and that was the question ah so when can i have sex and i was like well it's still kind of early like you just got to be really careful take it light she's like what if i'm just by myself i'm like go to town (laughs) have at it (laughs) oh wait there's not another person there you're good (laughs) you're totally fine get a girl go for it that's true um, so there are things you can do. You can be sure. a recipient of oral sex at a, probably an earlier stage. But anything that requires you to be physically engaged, you know, you have to be a little bit more careful with. Yeah, think it through. Be smart. Um, you know, with general liposuction too, that's that's sort of one where it's like that two to three week mark. Yeah. You know, if you're having lipo, I, I, that's that's less of a concern in terms of, you, yeah, know, think- you know, again, nothing in the first week for any of these no. operations. It's just, no, no, you've got to back off for a minute. Like, give it a rest. Give it a rest. Keep it in your pants. Two <laughs> you weeks know, like, for yeah. lipo is probably fine because you'll be in a garment, yeah. you'll have some swelling, it's fine. Um, labiaplasty. Now, this is a key one because this is tricky. I, I what, what, what do you recommend? I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so my general across-the-board recommendations for labiaplasty is five to six weeks of no vaginal insertion. So that's no tampons, no intercourse. If there is something else you want to do that doesn't require intercourse, I would say maybe after about three weeks. But I actually take a little bit longer with this one because the incisions and the suture lines on these procedures and labiaplasty are so prone to breaking down that it doesn't take much. And like I almost would love to put all my patients on bed rest for a week just to protect these incision lines. I get it. I put them on for like... 
two days because they just are so prone to breaking down and having problems. Um, so for sure, take it easy with the labioplasties a couple of weeks at least before doing any kind of physical exertion and then five to six weeks for actual intercourse. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I say as well. And I also tell them that, you know, again, if it takes longer, it takes longer because right. you don't want them to break down. They'll heal. I mean, the, you know, a vagina and vulva are designed to take some serious some serious abuse. trauma. Yeah, they, they are. are. I mean, the, like babies and, you know, lacerations and things really heal. Like, the, you know, it just causes a lot of trauma and they, and they heal well. But you want your labiaplasty, which is a very carefully designed operation with a very clear intent to make things look nice. You want that to heal well. Right. BBLs. What about that? That's going to be closer Brazilian to, butt lift for, yeah, that's for uh, be Tracy in Wisconsin. On the um, closer toward the abdominoplasty side of things, mainly because when we're doing the BBLs, depending on, on how big you are, there's usually a lot of liposuction involved, and it can be whole body liposuction. And you're not supposed to sit or lie down on the butt for two to three weeks. So you got to, I would say, three weeks at least yeah. for that one, um, because. I mean, I guess you could find some positions. There are definitely positions where you're not going to be on your butt. But you got to be careful with them because a lot of, again, we could have problems with, you know, shear and friction and fluid accumulations. And so you just really want to treat that fat grafted area with, you know, kid gloves. You don't want that to have too much pressure or injury or shear on it. And the same thing with your liposuctioned areas. What about, just to be very specific, your breast reduction patients? Hmm. My breast reduction patients, I would probably say uh, between two to three weeks. And that's only because at I found two, at about two weeks that T-junction, where the vertical incision meets the horizontal, that's when it's at its highest risk of breaking down. That's routinely about the time frame that I see it. And so if it happens, that's fine. We'll get through it. But if I can at, le- at all prevent that from happening, then I would like to. So that's why I say give it three weeks. If the incisions are looking great, then go for it. If there are a few scattered areas that aren't healing, but otherwise it's healing well and getting better, yeah, you're probably fine. Go for it. Brachioplasty. Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Sorry, that's just a gut <laughs> reaction to that procedure. I know. Well, you gotta. You know, you want that to heal well for sure. Those scars. Those are not scars great are so anyway. bad, and they all break down in the axilla, and it's just everyone they just all break. well, yeah, they kind of do. They they do. They have problems, yeah. and so you want to take it easy. But again, if you can do armless sex, then that's fine. Hmm. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can figure something out because what you don't want is you don't want to stress the incisions. That's yeah. the whole point of. These operations, like plastic surgery is designed to make things look nice. So if you want it to look nice, it's got to heal well. It's got to heal. And if you beat on it and you stretch it and, and pull it, it's going to not heal great. It's not going great. to. Yeah, those brachioplasty incisions are very prone to break down, um, especially the larger the arm is to start out with. And if there's been a lot of liposuction at the same time and a lot of skin removed, yep. I mean, those incisions just, they are so, so fragile. I think the blood supply, for whatever reason, is just really tenuous after those surgeries. So yeah, that would, that's also on the at least the three-week spectrum. I got another one on the on the long term, mm. and it's an operation that I will not perform anymore. Medial thigh lift. 
So when do you, since I don't do this operation, <laughs> like your medial thigh lift patients to resume sexual intercourse? So medial thigh lifts in my population tend to be big incisions. Those are yes. incisions that go down the entire inner thigh to the knee and then into the groin crease on both sides. So those really, 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 really need to heal. Similar to brachioplasty, very prone to breakdown. And so I would put that more on the order of four to five weeks for those for sure. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, you have stitches to stitches. the fascia. You've got oh, yeah. all this. You don't want to like tear that stuff because I, I find, and like I said, I don't do this anymore. So just for those of you listening who are like, maybe someday I'm going to have Dr. <laughs> Calvert do my medial thigh lift. Nope. How about no? <laughs> the, uh, I find that the incisions drift. Yeah. They drift south no matter what you do and no matter how hard you try. And the, the scars aren't great to begin with. So if you really wail on it too early, it's, it's not good. Yeah, you don't want to put a lot of stress on those things. They need to heal. And if you can think about, you know, obviously the logistics of sex, you're going to be putting strain and stretch on those incisions specifically. For sure. And so you can't do that. They really need to be healed and out of the window of dehissing. Earlobe repair. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I think same that's, day. I think those are the, yeah, same, you're cool on that You're one. fine. Um, but that's it. I think those are the, sort of the big categories of, of uh, operations that people need to know about because we do get asked all the time. They, the patients all want to know, when do I get back into it? Hopefully this has been a good guide for you. If we didn't mention your procedure specifically, extrapolate from yeah. what we've re- recommended. In general, it's three weeks, except for some of the more complex core operations, which should be longer. But certainly do ask your surgeon because maybe there is something different about your surgery and they know that this is going to need maybe a little bit longer to heal. So don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask your surgeon. Like we said, we get that question all the time. We expect it. So it's not an issue. And you do want to be, because yeah, there can be modifications that are specific to your surgeon's approach to this that may cause it to be longer or or whatever, but you you definitely want to get the exact instructions from your surgeon. That's it. Well, and there you have it. So this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. Thanks for listening to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. If you want to reach Dr. Ravello or myself, we're available for consultations. We can also be reached through the websites. Dr. Ravello, what's your website? My website is rovelloplasticsurgery.com, and the phone number to reach us here in the office is 310-954-1355. And I do want to mention Rock Spa, which is the sponsor, truly the financial backer of this podcast. And Rock Spa is the Medispa that's located both in Newport Beach and Beverly Hills, providing Botox, fillers, lasers, microneedling, esthetician services like hydrofacials. We have incredible people. They do great stuff. And I highly recommend taking a look at the websites, rockspawnewportbeach.com or rockspawbeverlyhills.com. All the information is also on my website, drcalvert.com.